Quiet, a five-letter word that all moms crave, not just for their homes, although certainly that, but for their hearts. Nothing feels quiet if our hearts aren't at peace. In fact, studies show that stress and anxiety can cause actual physical illness. According to Harvard University, stress can cause digestive issues, weight gain, elevated blood pressure, chest pain, heart disease, problems with our immune system, skin conditions, headaches, and sleep disruption. How many of those can you place a check beside right now because you experience them on a semi-regular basis? Lack of quiet, lack of ongoing peace, and a lack of ability to get to a quiet and peaceful place in our hearts in the midst of stress is killing us slowly. But for the believer in Jesus, it doesn't have to. Join me for Carving Out Quiet, a prayerful study of peace, yours free when you sign up at millionprayingmoms.com or in today's show notes. I'm Brooke McLaughlin, an author, speaker, teacher, and small town girl from the mountains of Appalachia. Over the years, I've had the privilege of encouraging countless moms toward a richer prayer life, helping them catch a vision for the partnership God invites them into as they become praying moms. Prayer is action all by itself, and our prayers can impact the people we love most for generations to come. I created the Million Praying Moms podcast because prayer is one of the most overlooked parts of Christian parenting today. Let's change that together. My goal is to help you see prayer not as a last resort, but as your first and best response. If you have questions about prayer or motherhood, if you need help taking the first steps toward a praying life, or if you want to know how to pray for specific needs affecting our children in today's culture, you're in the right place, friend. Prayer warrior or mom who's just starting the journey, all are welcome here. Let's get started. Hey friends, today I have some very exciting news to share with you. As of right this moment, orders are open for the newest prayer journal for Million Praying Moms, Everyday Prayers for Peace. And this time, I wrote it. It has been such a joy to have other writers contribute to our Everyday Prayers library over the last year or so, but I am ready to share with you everything the Lord has taught me about true biblical peace. It's been a journey, I have to tell you. In fact, this past 4th of July, I sat across from my pastor and told him I was getting ready to write a book about peace, and he actually looked at me kind of sideways and laughed. I'm serious, and I knew exactly why, you guys. Everyday Prayers for Peace is my sixth book, and every single time God has led me to put pencil to paper in the form of a book, he's made me live what I wrote about. And it's not just that I had to live it before writing the book. Of course, I had to do that. Otherwise, what would I have to write about? But I'm also usually required to live the message of the book while I'm writing it. And then in kind of a cyclical fashion, after the writing is complete, I have to live it again. And this time was no exception. Today, I'm going to get really honest and tell you a very personal story about my journey with peace because it demonstrates the message of this book just perfectly. I want to start by sharing with you that when I wrote Everyday Prayers for Peace, I really did believe I had lived enough of my life following Jesus and facing things that threatened to steal my peace to know what I was talking about. The things I shared inside of Everyday Prayers for Peace were honest and authentic and thoroughly biblical. But a few months after I turned in the first manuscript, I walked through something I'd never experienced before, a deep level of anxiety. 
I noticed it for the first time at the beginning of my son's high school baseball season. I guess I should back up and tell you that both of my boys love baseball. They are 15 and 17 right now, but they've been playing baseball since they were old enough to hold bats. They've played rec ball, school ball, and travel leagues since they were tiny little boys. And we've played countless games of baseball over the years, and they've always both been solid players. Sure, they've, you know, they've had their ups and downs along the way, as all players do, but their love for the game has just never really gone away. It's my oldest son, though, who has struggled the most in that love. You see, he's a late bloomer. And yes, I have his permission to share this with you. When he was about 13 years old, all the other boys his age outgrew him by a lot. And this kid who played more baseball than most of his peers, had more experience, more reps, and more at-bats, started to struggle to hit the ball out of the infield. His baseball IQ was high, and his passion and effort and work ethic was high. Physically, though, he didn't have the same strength that the other boys had his age, and so he started to fall behind. Sometimes he got made fun of. Other times he was looked over. Once, a kid told him he should commit suicide. Try making your way through that one as a parent. Most of the time during that season when we were just waiting on his body to grow up, He felt hopeless. Most of the time during that season, when we were just waiting on his body to grow up, he felt hopeless, like he would never be able to make his body catch up with his heart. It was extremely hard for me and my husband, his father, to watch him struggle this way. For several years, we encouraged him not to give up, to have patience, and we helped him process unkind words from those who didn't understand. Suffering yourself is hard. Watching your child suffer is almost unbearable. And then he started to grow and grow and grow. And by the time the beginning of his junior year of baseball came around, he was not the same kid anymore. That is when, my friends, I began to deal with anxiety or a distinct lack of peace. I could feel my heart start to race as he stepped up to bat each time. And when I say that my heart raced, I'm not kidding. Almost every game, my Apple Watch would start to send me notifications that my heart rate was too high, easily and regularly reaching 125, 130, even 145. And I would pray. Now, there's nothing wrong with praying as your child gets ready to perform at something. I do it all the time. But these prayers in this season were different. There was a level of desperation attached to them that was disproportionate to the circumstances we were in. I was praying for victory like he was dying in a hospital bed, not getting to play the game he loves so much. This went on all spring and into the summer, and it just didn't make sense. He ended his high school season with a 348 batting average, and he ended the summer after playing in 35 baseball games with a 500 batting average. Y'all, I don't know if you know baseball, but that's pretty good for, for a kid who was having trouble the previous season just getting the ball out of the infield. He was doing great, and yet I was not doing great. I don't think you would have been able to see it on the outside. In fact, my husband had no idea that I was struggling until I told him. It was totally all happening on the inside. Finally, one hot summer day, I realized that I needed some help. 
I confessed my struggle to my husband and to a group of praying friends that I knew would cover me. I listened to their collective wisdom, started asking them to pray when I felt the anxiety creeping in, and started putting into practice the very things I had just finished writing about in Everyday Prayers for Peace. Slowly, the Lord began to give me victory over my anxiety and lack of peace. But more than that, He showed me where it was coming from and helped me get to the root of it. My pastor has a saying about getting to the root or to the heart of things. Two sayings, actually. First, he often says, I'm sorry if I stepped on your toes. I was aiming for your heart. All right. He's not a mean guy, I promise. But he's right on this one. If we only focus on the symptoms, we never get to the heart. I could have pulled out my essential oils or whatever I might have used in that moment to help me try and relax more physically. And I did use those as a part of the process, but they only treat what's happening on the outside. They don't get to my heart. His other saying is what's in the well comes up in the bucket. He's referring to Luke six forty five, which says a good person produces good out of the good stored up in his heart. An evil person produces evil out of the evil stored up in his heart for his mouth speaks from the overflow of the heart. I've tried their whole lives to teach my children that what's in the heart comes out. If there's nothing sinful in their hearts, nothing sinful comes out. But if we have sin in our hearts and something presses up against us, sin is what's going to come out. I had something in the well of my heart that my sons at bats were causing to come up in the bucket. And as people prayed for me, and as I followed the steps inside of Everyday Prayers for Peace, inviting God to expose what was going on in my heart, and then speaking his truth over any lies that I had been believing, I found peace. God showed both my husband and I that we were extremely protective of this son of ours because of everything he's been through. And I'm sorry to confess to being human, guys, but I I need to tell you that we realized we were holding on to some bitterness and unforgiveness toward people that we believed had wronged him over the years because I felt his suffering so intensely. I was desperate for him to succeed, to prove people wrong and to feel good about himself. Those powerful emotions that were just kind of festering and molding in my heart were coming out in an increased heart rate, overly desperate prayers. And worst of all, I wasn't even enjoying the success he was having because I was too worried about overcoming the failures. I was missing it. Friends, don't miss it. The biggest truth I've learned about peace both from former experiences and this one, is that as believers, our peace doesn't have to depend on what's happening around us. Peace is something that is planted in us when we come to Christ. It's already there, at least as a small seed, as a part of the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control All of these have been planted in believers, and with time and attention, they can grow. And the best news, they can grow independently of our circumstances. Actually, it might be more correct to say that our difficult circumstances provide the soil for their best growth, because what's in our heart gets pressed out. And without challenges, we might not ever realize there was a problem to start with. If you feel like you're on an emotional roller coaster, 
like the circumstances of your life make it almost impossible to live in a state of consistent peace. Or if, like me, you find yourself struggling with anxiety that seems to come out of nowhere and you aren't sure how to take the next steps, there is good news. According to John 14, 27, Jesus left us his peace, not peace like the world gives, not peace that comes and goes, but peace that surpasses our ability to understand where it even came from. You can have that kind of peace. And I show you how inside of our newest prayer journal, Everyday Prayers for Peace. You can grab it now anywhere books are sold or by visiting the show notes today at millionprayingmoms.com. Also, I want to invite you to bookmark the month of January for me. We're going to call it our Start with Peace season here on the Million Praying Moms podcast because we're setting aside the entire month to pursue God's definition of peace. In addition to going through the Everyday Prayers for Peace prayer journal together in our Facebook group, our Monday Prayers for Moms will continue to focus on peace all month long. And I'm putting together a podcast series for you in January that will get to the root of why moms experience a lack of peace. These episodes are going to focus on the broader, heart-level, biblical reasons for our lack of peace. They're the foundation. They're the must-knows if you want to get free. But I'll also be hosting weekly live teaching on the Million Praying Moms Instagram to dive into the most common circumstances that steal a mom's peace. I've invited several guests whose personal stories or areas of expertise can help us understand what we're dealing with from a biblical standpoint so that we can know how to better interpret them through the lens of God's word. They are going to be fabulous, and I can't wait to share them with you. Make plans now to set aside the first 30 days of your 2023 to pursue peace with me. It's going to be an amazing time with the Lord, and I want you to join me in it. Grab your copy of Everyday Prayers for Peace now so you can have it in time for January, and then go to the show notes at millionprayingmoms.com and get directions for joining the challenge. Till next time, friends, the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look with favor on you and give you peace. Do you ever feel like you're on an emotional roller coaster? Like the circumstances of your life make it almost impossible to live in a state of consistent peace? Jesus warned us in John 16, 33, that his followers could expect to have trouble in this life. But the good news is that he left us his peace, not peace like the world gives, but peace that surpasses our ability to understand where it even came from. You can have that kind of peace. And in the newest prayer journal from Million Praying Moms, you'll learn how. Everyday Prayers for Peace is available to order now anywhere books are sold. Visit today's show notes at millionprayingmoms.com to download the first day's devotion and prayer absolutely free. Thanks for joining me for today's episode of the Million Praying Moms podcast. You can connect with other praying women by following us on Instagram at Million Praying Moms or at the Million Praying Moms website where you'll find tools to guide you as a praying mom. And don't forget to download your free copy of my resource, How to Pray God's Word for Your Children. This quick read will have you praying God's Word for your family within the next couple of hours. Seriously, find all the links you need at millionprayingmoms.com.
Finding uplifting news in today's headlines is often like searching for a needle in a haystack. At the Story Behind podcast, we believe in the power of finding heartwarming tales and are happy to share empowering stories with you every week. Hear about how Steve Harvey surprised a dying man on Family Feud with $25,000. Get inspired by the note a waitress received from a patron dining alone. And even hear about how one VIP passenger made a hardworking pilot get emotional before his flight. To start listening to the Story Behind podcast, visit lifeaudio.com or search Story Behind on your favorite podcast platform.